Welcome to the Marriage Adventure Podcast, where the journey is the destination. It's the highs, the lows, and everything in between. Hey guys, welcome to today's podcast. We're your hosts, Daniel and Bonnie Hoover, and we're glad you're sitting in with us today. Yeah, we are. Uh, we're so excited for today's episode. It's really funny because a few weeks ago, um, I was dropping Josie off at school. Josie's in middle school. I actually had to go in. This is this is not part of the story, but <laughs> Josie had a chorus concert at school, and uh, she wanted me to sing a duet with her in her school's chorus concert. So which I'm sweet. like, as a dad, it's like. Oh, that's so sweet. Because I know that's probably not going to happen. No, your days are much limited. Longer. But no. um, so to do that, we had to try out, and so I was actually a little nervous <laughs> trying out. I've been doing music for my whole life, you know, twenty years professionally, and then I have to stand in front of a chorus teacher of a middle school, and I was like, I'm actually a little nervous. It's because it was for her. You so wanted it for her. I know. I know. Yeah. So I'm leaving the school. And I'm walking out uh, through the front doors, and Carline's happening. And I'm hearing, it's so funny, I, I'm hearing these moms give these last words to their kids getting out of the car. Oh. And one mom, like the door open, the kid's getting out. It's just this disheveled little nerdy-looking middle school boy. Aww. And she says, he's really nice, though. He had a good person, I'm sure. And and she said, make good choices. Aww. And then another kid gets out of his car, and she's like, I love you. And another kid gets out, and the mom's like, like yelling at one of the other kids in the car. And <laughs> it's just totally like a frantic moment, you know how it is. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I came home, it got me thinking about our last words we say to each other. Mm-hmm. And um and and it got me thinking down a path, you know. I came home and and you were getting ready for the day. I said I got a podcast episode for us, and I told mm-hmm. you this story. And I said, man, you just never know what those words will do for the day, or you never know, mm-hmm. you know, because last words in an interaction mean a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I after we had been talking about doing this, we were <laughs> the last couple of days. So I'll take. Ju- Colby and Josie are at different schools this year, so I'll take Colby first. He gets out, and then I'll take Josie to her school. And the last couple of days, I'll tell Colby, you know, have a great day. I love you or something like that. And and then Josie's like, make good choices. She's telling her (laughs) brother, make good choices. And I'm like, she's heard that somewhere. Not for much. Not for (laughs) Maybe it was the other middle school moms as they were yelling out the door. And to their kids, she overheard that. But <laughs> yeah, so so the last words we speak are are important. They, I think they kind of, I wonder. Okay, is he gonna think about that all day? And there've been times that that maybe one of them's gotten out of the car, and I've sell you know yelled at him like, "Don't forget to do this," or "Don't forget to do mm-hmm. that." And I'm like, later, you know, that's the last thing he heard from me today. And I hope it doesn't like ring in his head all day that you know if I was mm-hmm. fussing at one of them or. Or you or, or whatever. Uh-huh. And I remember one time I let him out, and I noticed the day before I had dropped him off at school, and he walked in the front door, and a little girl walked in um, behind him, and he just opened up the door, walked in, and the door shut on her. Ooh. And not like physically on her, but right ahead of her. Mm-hmm. And so I made a mental note, and the next day I said, hey, buddy, when you get out, if there's a little girl coming behind you or ahead of you, hold the door open for her. Mm. So that next day he's getting out of the car, I said, Hey, if there's a little girl, hold the door open for her. <laughs> and, um, and there was, and he did. And it was Aww. really sweet. It was really sweet. Yep. 
Maybe he'll do it more than just that one day. That would be awesome. <laughs> Probably not, but maybe so. Well, and you know, with for us when we're recording this, and I don't know when you're listening out there, but it's it's the holidays, and um, you know, it that makes me think a lot about you know we we talk about the last words we speak to each other, leave in the house or whatever. But you know, I lost my dad nine years ago, really mm-hmm. unexpectedly, and when I you know. The last time I talked to him, it was on the phone, and I did say, I love you, but you just never know when that last conversation you have with someone is going to be the last. Mm-hmm. Um, you have no idea, and I think going into to Christmas, you think a lot about those things because it's it's a happy time for the people you're with here, but it's really a, a kind of a melancholy time. If you've mm-hmm. lost somebody, it's, a, it's hard to explain that the mixture of those two emotions um, when you have lost somebody, but... Um, but I think it does bring up those feelings of, of, of just remembering the things that sh- the times you've had with somebody or things that have spoken. And so what if the last thing I said to you this morning when I walked out the door to take the kids for school was the last thing that you heard from me? Um, and what if the last thing I said to you before I went to sleep last night was the last words that you ever heard? Are those mm-hmm. things that you're going to remember fondly and think man that's good or will there be regret in that yeah that man we we those are things that we spoke to each other that I wish we could take back and some our words just can you know we we when you're kids you hear the sticks and stones may break my bones but words will never hurt me saying and that is you tell that to kids to try to help them get through something somebody bad said that's a really not true statement it is so not true because our words linger Mm-hmm. And and they roll around in your head for sometimes days if somebody has said something and um and it's it's just hard and so that's what we're going to talk about today we're going to talk about some famous last words. All right, so sometimes when you go on your date night, you end up talking about the kids all night. You end up talking about your job all night, and you're like. We didn't really connect. We just talked about the kids. Well, tonight, Bonnie and I are going on our Christmas date, and um, or tomorrow night, actually. And uh, so, this is something to talk about. Ask yourself some questions. Ask your spouse some questions. Get to know each other better. All right, so, Bonnie, here we go. You ready? Yep. When you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Hmm. I think I wanted to be a teacher, because I think that's, you know, I'm not sure... I mean, I figured I'd be a mom, but I also wanted to be a teacher. What about you? Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a coach. Coach. I wanted to be a... Coach Hoover. Um, yep. I wanted to be a middle school football coach. Oh. Go figure. I don't know why yeah. I chose middle school, but I I enjoyed, like, we call it junior high when I was... I enjoyed junior high football. Mm. I really did. And it was a lot of fun. Okay. That was good. Okay. So you're multi-talented, a lot of different talents you have, but if you could choose a talent, a talent that you don't currently possess, what would it be? Mm, um, I would be a master construction guy. There's so many things I want to do here building around the farm, and I just, I'm behind the the eight ball on it, and Mm -hmm. I'd love to have some of those skills that's just... I could build something without, you know. Good thing is you can develop that one. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a long time to figure I'm it out. Trying. Um, uh, what about you? I would be able to sing like you and Josie. 
Oh, you can sing. Not like that. If I could have that, like, brilliant, beautiful voice, that's what I would choose. Oh, you have a beautiful, brilliant voice. All right, so if you could spend a day talking to any person, and it can't be Jesus, okay, who would it be? Um, uh, From anywhere in history, anywhere in time? Anywhere in history or time. If I could have one day, it would probably be with my dad. Mm. I'd probably pick a day with my dad. So, you know, I I can't get that back, but... If I could have one day, that would be pretty cool. What about you? Oh, my gosh. I did not read this question before I <laughs> before we said it out loud. Who would it be? Um, you know, I my parents are still alive, so I still get a chance to talk to them readily. Um, my youth pastor mm. was real instrumental in my life. And he, I, if there's one thing, there's several things I could change. One of them would be I would love to spend more time with him when I was a student. Mm. And he just passed away this year. And um, and I would love to spend more time with him. Awesome. Okay. All right. So today we're, uh, we're talking about famous last words, right? Why is it that we remember the last words we hear from, um, from someone we love? I think it's because our words matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it might be that it might be if it's on a phone call or a text or um, walking out the door in the morning or sometimes falling asleep at night. It's we can mull on those things because the words can words really penetrate our heart. We don't think mm-hmm. that they have the power that they do. But, you know, I, I'll, I'll say this the other night. We were talking about something and we kind of got into conversation about some stuff and and I kind of laid out some stuff I said some stuff and I was we were talking you spoke from the heart (laughs) you were very it was it was not a like an angry argument it was you just being very vulnerable and speaking from your heart about Mm -hmm. something well and a few days later and I forgot about it a couple of days later we're talking I did not forget and you had not forgotten about it but and when you said what you when you repeated some of it, I was like, "Oh, you had no idea that it was even anything that would remotely upset me." Uh-uh. And the next morning, well, I went to bed. You know, we were in the bed when you're yeah. talking, and I fell asleep. Just, I didn't really. I don't know if I was really. I, the next morning is when I woke up, and I was just really hacked, mm. and hacked for the whole next day sorry and um and maybe the next day after that well it was the ne- <laughs> the day after that when we started talking and and I was like wait a minute that's what you heard yeah that's not what I that was not my intention in that and but it but it did make me think okay if I was just rambling I need to be a lot more careful with my words <laughs> because it had you upset for a couple of days and so yeah. Um, so the words we speak and we see that with our kids too, that, that we, when we say something, it either deflates them oh man, or it yeah. makes them stand up a lot taller. It, it really does. And you know, we've talked about the five love languages a lot on the podcast. We interviewed Gary Chapman. I think that was our first or second episode. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think, you know, we all have a little bit of every love language. And if mm-hmm. you're not familiar with those, one of the love languages out of the five um, is words of affirmation and we all 
we all have a little bit of that. It mm-hmm. may not be your primary. It may not be something that's big on your radar, but none of us like to hear those cutting, mean, ugly words. Sure. And, um, and our kids, especially Colby, mm-hmm. man, that kid, if it's like, it's like putting the air in a flat tire. Mm-hmm. I can see him pump up yep. when I say something encouraging and I can see him deflate mm-hmm. when you say something, you know, yeah. really negative and harsh to him. So I have to be extra careful with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I'm not careful with Josie, but I have to be well with her too. Yeah. But I have to be extra careful with those kids, you know, with our kids. Well, and there's something so true about all of that. And I think it's, scripture says it in Proverbs 18.21 says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. Man, that's so true. Yeah, I mean, we, we said a lot, you can either be somebody that breathes life into the people around you, or you can be somebody that sucks life out of the people around you. And you don't, it talks about the power of life and death, and you can really just kill somebody's spirit mm-hmm. so quickly with your words, and you don't yeah. realize you're crushing them. And I mean, and I've heard people say before, man, I'd rather somebody just smack me than to, to talk to me like that. Yeah, we all have those voices in our head. And if you're, you know, if you're listening to this, you're probably an adult. And we all have those voices in our head from when we're a kid Mm -hmm. uh, or when we're a teenager. And that may be a parent. It may be a brother or a sister. um, It may be a friend, a a coach, somebody telling you something. And I'll bet if you think right now, and maybe you're thinking while I'm saying this, you remember a certain phrase mm-hmm. someone said to you mm-hmm. 20, 30 years ago. Oh, yeah. And it sticks. Well, and if you, like if you were bullied, you'll easily, I mean, you might be hearing the voice in your head. You might be going in for a job promotion or something, or you might be trying to stand up for yourself yeah. in some way. And you hear that bully saying, you're just such a wimp. Mm-hmm. You hear that in your head. And, and some of our personalities, that pushes us forward. Mm-hmm. You know, that drives us. And you hear that voice and it makes you better. Um, some, sometimes it, it, it doesn't, you know. Well, and then it's like those positive, you remember the positive things too. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes you remember your parents saying, man, you can do anything you want to do, anything you set your mind to. And, and that pushes you. And when you're trying to put together Ikea furniture, (laughs) (laughs) like you can do anything uh, except for put put together Ikea furniture. Um, Why don't they put instructions in there? I don't. You have this little stick bubble man. It's ridiculous. I can't tell what he's saying. That's crazy. And there's sometimes that I'm trying to do something, but the voice, you know, you'll tell me encouraging words, but the voice that's rolling around in my head from Mm. 20, 30 years ago or whenever is uh, contradicting contradicting what mm. you're saying, and I don't believe what you're saying. Mm. You know, wow. And uh, so, th- th- and those those words are so so powerful. Mm. Um, where do we tend Where do we tend to be the most careless with mm. our with our words? At home, mm-hmm. with the people that we feel like we're comfortable enough to just say whatever and think that it's okay. But it's not. It's it, it's not really okay. Um, and most likely it's with our spouse or our kids. But yeah. with our spouse, it's like we just feel like we can say anything and they're just going to be here. And mm-hmm. they'll take it. Because I can't act like that in the world. And, and that <clears throat> that is the beauty in a grace-filled home. Mm-hmm. I can do something stupid yeah. and you're still going to love me and you're going to forgive me. And whatever I, I said in pillow talk, you'll get over it. <laughs> yeah. 
I can't say multiple stupid things though mm. day after day after day for years on end mm-hmm. and expect you to have that much grace. Yeah. And we can't do it do say multiple things over like over and over with our kids and expect no. them to be okay. No. Um, and we try to talk about grace a lot with our kids and we try to apologize when we mess up, but mm-hmm. um, I that, think, that you know that's a- interesting because you say that talk about voices in your head. We've you've said that before and I think about that a lot with my kids. It's like, what am I going to be a good voice or a bad voice in their head when they're grown? I and it I think I've me. said this before on the podcast. That's one of my, my personal parenting um, strategies is thinking. I keep I keep in the forefront of my mind when my kids are thirty mm-hmm. and I'm one hundred and ten. <laughs> what what voice are they going to remember from their dad? Yeah. What are they going to remember of me? Are they going to remember, man, he was an encourager. He was somebody I could talk to. He was somebody who would listen and wouldn't just judge and try to solve, but Mm -hmm. help me, you know, he was some, or was he somebody who's always on me because my room's not clean. But you know, that's hard. frustrated. There's a, that balance in that because we, when we talk about this a lot at home that, you know, what is that line? I mean, you can't just not ever get on to your kids right. because they're sensitive to words. But again, I think it's how you use the words. Yeah. I can say, we can say the same thing to each other yeah. in two different ways. Yep. Um, get two different results. And get two different results. That's true. So it's, it's how you say it. Case in point, when we were laying in bed the other night, the way you said that, Maybe if you had said it differently, I'd have heard it differently. I don't know. Because mm-hmm. what you said wasn't your intention, but in what I heard wasn't what you intended to say. So I don't know. You know, just kind of thinking back yeah. on that. But I think with our kids, I can tell when I'm getting on to my kids. Let's just take the messy room thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a battle that parents, you're always going to fight if you care about it. It's a battle you're always going to fight. You can give up the fight. I don't want to give up the fight because I don't want my kids to grow up and be cavemen and I want to help their spouse because <laughs> their spouse mm-hmm. might be clean yeah. and they might care. Right. So I don't expect imperfection, but I do want them to be, you know, cognizant of it. So we want um, to try. I want them to try. Yes. <laughs> that would be improving. And so, um, but I can tell, I can tell them, Hey, uh, Hey Colbs, you got, there's clothes on your floor and your, and your dresser drawers need pushing in. That's he'll get up and, and go do it. That is totally different than if it's like, Dude, look, mm-hmm. man, look at what, yeah. I mean, it's totally different yeah. how they get it. And, um, yeah. so, okay. So, important. well, let's, so we all know that that's, these words are important. So let's talk about some things we can do to try to, um, manage those words a little better. Well, there was a great, um, wise theologian that offered some incredible counsel that I think uh, we would all be good to take. And um, this was, uh, um, he said this. He said, if you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. Uh And that was the great theologian Thumper from the movie Bambi. No, I think he said, if you can't say something nice, (laughs) don't say nothing at all. That's true. (laughs) Sounds much better coming (laughs) to me that way than me. There's a lot of truth in that statement from Little Thumper. So I guess that the first thing is learn to hold your tongue. And that's hard. That is is. so hard. Proverbs 23, 23 says, whoever guards his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. Well, it goes back to, and I think we've talked about this before, the quarter second. 
Uh-huh. You've got to grab the quarter second. What do I mean by that? They say that there's a quarter second between the time an emotional stimulus hits your amygdala, which is the emotional processor in your brain, and between the time it hits your amygdala and the time your body responds to it or your mouth responds to it. A quarter second. It's not a lot of time. It's very little. Um, And you've got to grab that quarter second. If you can grab that quarter second and extend it Mm -hmm. to about six to eight to ten seconds. Oh, a whole minute would be even better. (laughs) Good luck. But if you can even just stretch it out eight or ten seconds then that stimulus has the opportunity to reroute from the emotional part of your brain the amygdala back to the decision-making part of your brain your frontal lobe your your, Mm -hmm. cortex and then you can maybe have some wisdom come in maybe you have a lot better chance yes and that gives you the opportunity to do the second thing Mm. which is think before you speak yeah because if you are too emotional, there's no way you're going to think yeah. before you speak. Well, I love the the Facebook post we saw from a friend. It said, if you can't figure out how to be kind, figure out how to be quiet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's very true, and it's very hard, but it's very true. It's a learned behavior. It's not mm. going to be something you're just going to get. You're going to have to. That takes self-control. That takes yeah. the Holy Spirit controlling you to be able to control your tongue. And, I yeah. mean, Scripture talks so much about that it's, it's. I mean, it's easier to tame so many other things than the tongue. It's just this wild horse that just wants to run free, and it's really hard to put a bridle on it. And yeah. it's it's hard, but if you can think before you speak. The bridle is your brain. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, I mean your tongue obviously doesn't have a mind of its own. Yeah. So you control your tongue by your thinking. So back to what you just said, think before you speak. Contemplate whether or not what you're, you'll say has a point or if you're just throwing around words in an effort to win. Mm. Or have your voice be louder than your spouse. Because a lot of times we think if my voice is louder or last, yeah, I've won. Mm. And uh, and that's really the, um, that's the, the, the strategy of a, you know, a 13-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. Well, and sadly enough, sometimes we do think through what we speak and we use the words as weapons on purpose. Yeah, that's right. And that's, that's even worse. Um, is I mean, and really, do you want to be the person that causes this person so much pain with your words that you yeah. signed up to do life with the rest of your life? You love them better than anybody and no matter what they've done. I mean, do you really want to inflict pain just with careless words or intentional words? Um well, hopefully, I mean, you would think if somebody's listening to a marriage podcast, then they would not want to inflict right. pain. That's true. Um, so hopefully you guys don't. Hopefully we don't. But I'm going to be honest with you. There's times, yeah, yeah. you're going to do. I'm kind of ticked at you. You kind of ticked at me, you yeah. know. And it kind of feels a little good to get a little jab in. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that's a heart issue, though. That goes from the brain to the heart. Yes. So the heart to the brain to the tongue. Well, and. And hopefully, and you've talk, you talk about a grace-filled marriage. Hopefully, there's enough grace in the relationship that there can be forgiveness for those words. But even when you forgive your spouse, those words are there. Words are something you really and truly cannot erase. You think you can just, you know, you can say, I'm sorry, and please forgive me for that. I didn't mean it. But you're still going to hear those words and wonder if there was truth in it. Yeah, and, and I think that brings up another point. There's a lot of times in arguments we, you know, our spouse says, like the other night, let's take that, okay. right? You say what you said, um, the next day I'm, I'm ticked at it, 
you know, I'm standing in the shower and, you know, for an extra 10 minutes with hot water pouring over me thinking about what you said and I'm hacked. And that, not that that happened. Um, (laughs) But wow, where was I? (laughs) (laughs) But, but let's just say that the next day, two days later, when you, you finally came out that, that, that didn't sit well with me and it came back. And uh, I wrestled with, is this even an argument? Is this even something I need to bring back up? Is this just, I need to let her have an opinion and a voice on something. You didn't even know it was a thing, mm-hmm. right? Um, but what if you had said, uh, God, that's not what I meant. It would have been really easy for me to say, but that's what you said. Mm-hmm. You said it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a manipulation tactic that we use in arguments a lot. Mm. Um to hold somebody to the words they say, especially when our spouse comes back with a um, with an apologetic, mm-hmm. repentant heart. Because let's just face it, we all say stupid things that yeah. we don't mean. We're not going to capture the quarter second all the time. No, and and or we we say things that in the moment we do mean, but our heart really doesn't mean. We just mm-hmm. we just we're just hacked. Or maybe hormones said it. <laughs> maybe hormones said it, and that goes for men and women. Mm-hmm. Um, so on the flip side of this coin, as spouses, spouses, spouse, as, as a, a spouse, spouse, we've got to be, um, we've got to be quick to forgive mm-hmm. and quick to realize, man, I've said stupid stuff in the moment that I didn't mean, or maybe I, maybe I phrased it wrong. Mm-hmm. It came out wrong. So to use that, that little uh, manipulation tactic, well, you said it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Listen, if we held everybody to what they said in Everything they said in a moment, oh, good gravy. I mean, you know, so. You know, and I'll just say this right here, too. You need to strive to be someone who's easy to apologize to. Yeah. Because, I mean, in the car that this, this is something that happened, too. And um, I don't think I even told you about this, but we were in the car um, after school one day or on the way home from, on the way to school. And one of the kids said something really snarky to the other. I won't incriminate either of them in this. One of them said something really... Sn- one was a boy, the other was a girl. Yes, but I won't tell you which did which. <laughs> but one said something really snarky, and the other one was like, that was just mean. And the other one said, well, you know what? I'm really sorry. I didn't mean it to come out that way. I didn't mean that. Wow. And then they said, I didn't. I really didn't mean it to be that that rude and the other one said well it sounded that way it 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 was that way Mm. and you know I in that moment I stopped that conversation I said you know what we need to be a safe place for each other to apologize one of one of you just apologize we need to be willing to take and receive that because that yeah he or she was sorry and that's a whole that's a whole nother podcast yeah and we need to be able to freely say i'm sorry without being beat up for saying i'm sorry Mm -hmm. and being well yeah you should be sorry you know we don't Mm -hmm. we want to be full of grace with each other and so that's a that's a good a good lesson for all of us to try to remember you know it we're gonna mess up yeah that's good so this leads us to our next thing is we have to choose our words carefully Ephesians 4, 29 says, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as good for building up as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear it. As fits the occasion. That's really hard for me sometimes. Sometimes I say things and it's like, that's not the time or place, Daniel. But, but, or, hey, that totally fit the occasion. I was mad. I was. That that's was. true. Um, but only let things that come out of your mouth here that is good for building up. Man, that. That verse is packed mm-hmm. with a lot of good stuff. Well, the first part of that saying no corrupting talk. 
what is corrupting talk? That sounds like, okay, that sounds, but corruption. I think of corruption, I think of like something like rust that decays mm-hmm. and corrodes, you know. Yeah, and I, and and like if you look it up in the dictionary, it talks about that it's guilty of dishonest practices, um, lacking integrity, crooked, debased, depraved, perverted, wicked, evil, infected, oh, and tainted. Man, and you think that. about, don't say anything that's infected with just the enemy. You know, the infected word gives it the understanding that sometimes it's not um, immediate. Mm-hmm. If you get an infection, infection that takes time. It can spread. Corruption sometimes, you know, rust it happens over time. And yep. Infection spreads. It takes a few days, a few weeks, and then you look, yeah. you turn around, and oh my gosh, the whole, you know. So are the words I'm saying corrupt, corrupting? Are they going to bring decay? They sit there for a long time. Mm -hmm. Well, in the second part, it it only builds up as fits the occasion. Mm -hmm. Are we building each other up in Christ and encouraging each other, or are we tearing each other down with our words? Mm. Um, And then finally, that it may give grace to those who hear. And then we talked about that, that we want our words to be full of grace and grace. we all want people to offer us grace, but it's a lot harder to be free when we're offering it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. Anyway. Well, most of us, we we remember something that was spoken to us in kindness or out of meanness at, at some point in your life. Mm-hmm. And uh, and if it happened longer than yesterday, then you understand it. These things linger and they mm-hmm. corrode. But we have the opportunity to use our words to love well or to tear down. Either way, and if our last words you spoke to your spouse, children, or someone else that means anything in, in your life today were the last ones they ever heard from you, what would they remember, or what would you be left with thinking mm. about that? So, man, so as you say your last words to someone, as you drop them off, or as you walk out the door, um, remember that, and, and make them be words that build up and and uh, fill up somebody's love tank and doesn't breathe life out of them. That's so, right. Well, that's uh, that's what we have for today. Hey, uh, listen, man, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Don't forget, if you haven't bought the Marriage Adventure book, go over to Amazon or Walmart or Barnes & Noble, wherever you get your books. Grab that book, and uh, and thanks so much, and we will look forward to hanging out with you next time. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, then head on over to Facebook and Instagram and give us a follow. Have a great week.